Well, good Sunday evening to everyone. I hope you had a good March. I was able to go to the ACMT Scientific Assembly, heard some great speakers, fantastic stuff. Uh, a couple of speakers on synthetic cannabinoids, which really drew my interest because I have been seeing K2 spice overdoses on a twice-a-shift basis for the last year, it feels like, and have a phenomena that has been uh, bugging me about these K2 cases that um, we've come to call the K2 crash with a K, K-R-A-S-H. Aren't we clever? Uh, I was discussing K2 uh, and this crash hypotension bradycardia that we see with it with my fellow toxicologist Rita McKeever and she invented the K2 crash term and so just about twice a shift a K2 overdose does a little crash even though they come in fairly agitated with the typical sort of prototypical synthetic cannabinoid appearance uh, agitated sometimes uh, having uh, uh, clonic uh, movements uh hypertension, uh, tachycardia, and we seem to um, get them settled down, and um, within about an hour or so, we see a dramatic bradycardia and hypotension. And of course, what do we do? Being good ED docs, we give them big boluses of fluid, uh, observe them, and by and large, a few hours later, uh, the patient emerges from this relative bradycardia hypotensive episode um, intact, none, no worse for the wear. We've developed some approaches to it uh, out of an um, abundance of uh, practical uh, consideration, uh, but I, I felt the urge to sort of organize it based on what is going on with synthetic cannabinoids at the receptor level and see if there was some, something to make sense there. So generally, our approach has been to use uh, toxicology and ultrasound, uh, a concept that uh, Leon Gusso first mentioned about a year or so ago in his column, and uh, something that doesn't happen very often in, in tox is that we might use ultrasound. But we will take these K2 patients who are blood pressure 80, heart rate of 50, and we'll scan their IVC. If we see uh, respiratory variants uh, in the IVC size, we see collapse with uh, uh, respirations, we will continue to give them fluid until such time as that they have a plump IVC and require uh, inotropic support in some way, shape, or form, or whether they just wake up and uh, the synthetic cannabinoids, uh, you know, uh, effect is gone. So far, that seemed to be working, but why should that work? Um, if we think about hypotension and bradycardia from toxicology standpoint, we only ever think of the absolute worst things, calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, DIG. Uh, in emergency medicine, we think about inferior wall infarcts, uh, uh, all sorts of things like hyperkalemia, whatnot. Why would synthetic cannabinoids and cannabinoid overdoses uh, have hypotension and bradycardia that's so benign. Well, it turns out cannabinoids are very potent vasodilators, uh, very uh, well-described phenomena. Uh, interestingly, it appears that it very well may be that 
at the same time they are vasodilatory, they also protect uh, the central nervous system and the coronary circulation. Uh, in fact, endocannabinoids are released by platelets and macrophages during sepsis, and it is possible that the selective vasodilation of the brain and heart might be uh, somewhat protective. We do know that is the cannabinoid 1 receptor that is at play uh, because knockout mice do not demonstrate uh, bradycardia and hypotension uh, without that cannabinoid 1 receptor. And cannabinoid receptor antagonists will block it. There was one cannabinoid receptor antagonist on the market very briefly as a weight loss agent, had too many side effects, and so it um, was recalled. I think the side effects were mostly depression and uh, uh, some other symptoms. So we do know that cannabinoids are nat endocannabinoids are natural vasodilators and, bradycard and, and uh, cause uh, bradycardia. Uh, we do know that blocking them, for example, after a someone's had an MI, uh, does not necessarily have a good effect. So maybe cannabinoids and endocannabinoids are protective in that way. Uh, I can tell you our approach to synthetic cannabinoid overdoses is to use the ultrasound, look at the IVC, and then fill that pump up until it is absolutely full. And generally, by the time you get that many liters in a patient, uh, the synthetic cannabinoid effect is either diminishing or um, has passed. And that can take a few hours and uh, more than a few liters. So just some thoughts on a, on a uh, clinical problem that has been uh, uh, presenting itself over and over again and uh, a solution that uh, surprisingly simple and maybe reflects the somewhat benign nature uh, of these uh, overdoses. Um, you don't see a lot of this reported in the literature. There was one small series from Turkey just last November. I'll include that in the notes as well. And they uh, also saw, saw about 50% of their patients had uh, hypotension and bradycardia. One final note, you know, synthetic cannabinoids uh, are a long list of drugs, and uh, it's not entirely clear uh, whether one type of synthetic cannabinoid is more potent in this regard than the other. It would be logical to assume that the more potent the cannabinoid at the CB1 receptor, the more likely it is to cause hypotension and bradycardia. But as a clinician, you will uh, treat first, improve the patient, and someone else will sort out which cannabinoid was actually uh, at work there. So have a good week, and uh, thanks for listening, and let me know your thoughts. Talk to you soon. Bye now.